Thank you. Preach the word, my brother. Do my best. All right. Good morning, everyone. Thank you for uh, being here today. Our text today is James uh, chapter 1, verses 19 through 27. Know this, my beloved brothers. Let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. For the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. Therefore, Put away all filthiness and rampant wickedness, and receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your souls. But be doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks intently at his natural face in the mirror. For he looks at himself and goes away, and at once forgets what he looks like. But the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and perseveres, be no hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. If anyone thinks he is religious and does not bridle his tongue, but deceives his heart, this person's religion is worthless. Religion that is pure and undefiled before God the Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their affliction and to keep oneself unstained from the world. James is one of the most practical books of the Bible. In very short order, James gives us proverb-like words of wisdom that we can take at first hearing and apply. And in our stu in study, hours of deep thought could be spent on each and every sentence. Yet, practically, this is not the time to strive to dig such deep wells, though I commonly have the habit of trying to do so, as most of you well know. So, if I happen to be especially verbose on a particular topic, know that it is due to my joy of studying such a text. In that, let us pray that my words might be a guide, guided by the Spirit who brings wisdom, and that these words are like water to the souls here today. If you bow your heads with me. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time. We thank you that you are the giver of wisdom, that your words water our souls and bring life springing forth that we are nourished by what we hear from you and in that are empowered to do what you call us to. Help us to not be discouraged by pa past failures, but instead realize that you give us a new day each and every day that we are alive and that you call us to take that day and to live as you have commanded us to do so. We praise you and we thank you for all that you do. And in your son's holy name we pray. Amen. Know this, my beloved brothers. As much as my heart sings hearing the word beloved brothers, it, and it, ex it expresses the sentiment of my own heart towards you all. There is useful information here that helps us to gain understanding as to who this passage is for. What we are to be aware of or know is that this wisdom is specifically for those who have the implanted word. To put this another way, those who have received the good news of the kingdom of God. While those who are not of the faith can find value in the words here similar to those found in Proverbs, those who are the beloved whom James writes, and more importantly, those chosen by God, are the only ones who have the resources needed to excavate the jewels of our text. This does not mean there is nothing here for those who do not march under the banner of the one true king. 
if you are under this current predicament, let me remind you or give to you for the first time the words from Proverbs chapter 8. I love those who love me, and to those who seek me diligently, find me. If you do not yet know Christ as your Lord, the one who has loved you since the beginning of time, I invite you to ask him to open up your heart and let him answer the deepest questions in his wisdom and his time. With that exhortation, let us move to deeper waters. Let every person be quick to hear. The first instruction we receive has captivated me. As I have thought on the meaning of one who is quick to hear, I realize that I must be a person who slows down. Hearing requires one's attention. To be able to give that attention means we must be free of the constant focus on ourselves. Maybe you have done this. When you hear something that triggers a memory, you spend the rest of a conversation either trying to make a point or thinking about that point, not hearing another word that person just said. Maybe with me. To be focused enough to hear someone's heart and cries that come from it, we must be patient, knowing that our time was given to us to be given to someone else. Selah. To be able to do this, we must have enough time to spend time cultivating a patient heart to give to another individual. We must be secure enough in who we are in Christ to let our souls be present where we do not have to prove who we are or what we know, but instead be there to hear another voice from a place of security inside the walls of New Jerusalem. One would wisely ask, I think, why and how do we do this? For those who take the name of Christ and everyone else, the first of those who, um, the first question can be hard to answer. This can be especially true when we hear the cry for help from a friend that can't seem to get their life together. Or maybe it's the call from a family member that asks for assistance, even though they have let us down time and time again. How about when your spouse reminds you that one thing you've argued for for the third time this week? It's very hard to do when that one person you can't stand calls your name. We know the right thing to do, the word of our text to be quick to hear and ring loudly in our ears at this time, saying be like Jesus and trying to muster up the strength to not lash out and let alone hear the same thing we have heard time and time again. We just can't seem to do it. I know I myself struggle with this. I want to tell people the thing that they, I want to tell people the thing they need to do to fix their problem in two quick sentences and be on my way. That works for everyone else, right? No? Okay. That only goes, not, that not only goes against the next two commands from James to be slow to speak and slow to anger, but it also goes against the law, love your neighbor as yourself, because, because of course I'm very quick to listen to myself. As Paul speaks about in Romans 7, the law, while good and holy, it brings to life sin as it convicts us of what we have done against God. Our old nature wants to be quick to speak, for others to be quick to hear us, 
and we, became, we become angry when we are not heard. But he also says that we have died to sin in Christ. In so doing, we'll find in Christ the answer to our questions. I will answer the question in the order that I asked him. First, why? We have already noted that we are dead to sin. And our old selves that commanded our nature to be inward focused. Instead, we are now alive, having received the implanted word that is the gospel, which changes us to be outward focused on service to others. In asking why, it is important to understand the object to which we are paying attention. That person before us that has value that we are more than likely not seeing. One that is hidden by our veiled sight, hidden by the log that is in our own eye. To have a proper perspective on that value, we must see it through the lens of the one who made that object. That being God. We must pause and remember the care that was taken to mold and create that person from nothing. Remember that the creator dreamed up things for their lives before their existence even before the existence of the world, that the Creator knows everything about them, every hair on their head, every thought in their mind, that He keeps them breathing, He feeds them each and every day like the most loving mother would. He tells them to rest in providing both the place and the time by His decree that the precious soul that He loves so very much might not be overburdened. We must remember these things about this person before us because they also apply to each and every one of us. That Christ asks us to hear the other because he provides all that we need that we might spend the time that he gives to us loving others. I invite you to turn with me to Matthew 25 verses 35 through 40. Uh, it will be page 988 in your pew Bible. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry, or feed you, and feed you, or thirsty, and give you drink? And when did we see you a stranger, and welcome you, or naked, and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and busy you? And the king will answer them. Truly, I say to you, as you did, it, it, as you did to one of the least of these, my brothers, you did to me. If you do not believe me, I ask you to think on all the things that have sustained you in this world until now. How much of it could truly be explained by chance? I would venture to guess most of you do not think so. If you don't think I have sufficiently answered why, I welcome you to come speak to me after the service. But I will now move on to the question of how. How are we to listen? How do we get the right frame of mind to hear? And again, again in such amazing glory, we find the answer in our Lord and his words. I will go through these. You don't need to flip with me. 
in Psalm 31:22, I had said in my alarm, I am cut off from your sight, but you heard my voice and pleased for mercy when I cried to you for help. I Psalm 32, 5, I acknowledged my sin to you and I did not cover my iniquity. And I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord and you forgave me the iniquity of my sin. Second Chronicles 25 through 9, And Jehoshaphat stood in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord before the new court and said, O Lord God of our fathers, are you not God in heaven? You rule over all the kingdoms of the nations. In your hand are power and might, so that none is able to withstand you. Did you not, our God, drive out the inhabitants of this land before your people Israel? And give it forever into the descendants of your Abraham, your friend. And they have lived in it and have built for you in it a sanctuary for your name, saying, If disaster comes upon us, the sword, judgment, or pestilence, or famine, we will stand before this house and before you. For your name is in this house, and cry out to you in our affliction, and you will hear and save. Romans 8 26 and 27, likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. For we do not know what to pray as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches our hearts knows what is in the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. 1 John 2, 1, my little children, I am writing these things to you so that you may not sin, but if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. He listens to every word we speak. Every cry of our hearts is cherished by ever-loving Father. Heaven went bankrupt to allow us to speak freely before the most compassionate one. We can answer the question, how, by remembering that we have been heard and we have an audience. That can move heaven and earth on our behalf. We can listen because we do not have to bear the burden of what we hear, but can take it instead and lay it at the foot of our King and Lord. Just as the widow before the unjust judge in Luke 18 received an answer due to her persistence, our loving God wishes to answer his children. Luke 18, 5 through 8, Yet because this widow kept bothering me, I will give her justice so that she will not beat me down with her continual coming. And the Lord said, Hear what the unrighteous just judge says, and will not God give justice to his elect who cry out to him day and night? Will he delay long over them? I tell you, he will give just to them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? Well, we have covered two separate verses. How's everyone doing? Good? All right. I will, uh, we're going to try and cover a bit more ground going forward. <laughs> Therefore, put away all filthiness and rampant wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your souls. But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks intently at his natural face in the mirror. For he looks at himself and goes away and at once forgets what he is like. But the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and perseveres, being no hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. Right. 
we have some action items before us. Put away all filthiness and rampant wickedness. Receive with meekness the, the word placed in our hearts by God, and be doers of the word and not just hearers only. In our first section, we have the instruction to increase action in inaction. What do I mean by that? I mean that by listening more and speaking less, putting off anger and being rid of, the, of our evil ways, all these things encourage less output of ourselves and more of an intake of the good things of God. By being quick to hear, we should be listening to the one who is most important to hear from, God through his word. Our transition word, but, though shows us that those who can take these more passive, that there are those who can take these passive actions too far. Those who wrap up meekness and being one who speaks little as an entire lifestyle in and of itself. But, but, James says, we are to not be passive people who just hear the words and commands of God and nod our heads in agreement, but people primarily of action taking forward steps as those who receive the words of God as fuel for our souls to carry out the works that he has given for us to do. The example we are given of a man who looks intently at his face in the mirror. The word for intently is kata noeo, meaning to be observant or to contemplate. This person in James's word is a person who takes, who is focused on what he is hearing one who pays attention and takes notes and considers what is said. Yet the moment he leaves, he forgets everything that he has heard. This person who expends much mental effort in listening to what is taught, but does not receive the benefit of being blessed. The honor of that blessing is reserved for the doer of God's word. We might ask the question then, how does one step from being not just a hearer, but also to being a doer? Because I think if we are honest, some of us may have maybe years into the journey of being a Christian, and reaching out to someone who is within reach is a scary thing. The thought, I have said I am a Christian, and just now I am going to invite them to a Bible study. Just now, I am going to ask them to stop using the Lord's name in vain in front of me. Just now, I'm going to reach for my Bible instead of my phone first thing in the morning. We must take courage that God will be with us. We must take hold of the promises that he will be by our side. How joyful will heaven be when the son or daughter of the king takes a step in righteousness. Will our Lord, who went to the cross to redeem us, not be overjoyed when we speak in defense of his name? Will heaven not rejoice when we invite the sinner next door to join us in the great feast in the halls of eternity? I can find no word in scripture that would contradict this. Let us also consider the so what if the friend at work blows us off and doesn't come to our small group, so what? We pray for their souls, hopefully, just like we have already been doing. What? So what if they laugh at such a proposition of kneeling to an ethereal king? So what? They will kneel anyway to their job. 
they will kneel anyway to hunger. They will kneel, they are constantly kneeling before whatever craving continuously hounds them. This is already a person who does not consider much of their lives beyond the first person perspective that they currently possess. And is your king not much more real than the person in front of you? Do his words and thoughts mean less than the one, than the words of the one who can't even see the meaning or value of their life? But more importantly, what if they do respond? What if they come and join and get baptized and we see them in heaven? My brothers, is this not the point? To see those around us not perish for eternity? To be able to enjoy their presence without the foul smell of this earth and instead see them in the pure light of God's eternal grace? Yes. Yes, I think that it is worth it. Look, even I struggle with this. I enjoy my theology. I enjoy my books. I enjoy my time alone. I enjoy my coffee in the morning. But I realize that there will be so much sorrow not to share the Lord, my Lord, with those who I spend so much time with already. But maybe you worry that they will ask you a question that you cannot answer. Maybe they ask, maybe they ask some theological conundrum about why God permits evil, or if a child of a particular age will go to heaven or not. Two quick tips. First, clarify. And also ask questions back. These are two things our Lord did consistently when questioned by the people who despised him the most. Ask, what do you mean by that? And how did you come to that conclusion? An example, why do you call me good? Or, who do you say that I am? And also, let he who is without sin cast the first stone if they have questions beyond what you can answer it is okay to say that you do not know the answer but by offering to find the answer it can lead to a greater opportunity than if you did know if on the other hand you use religion as a weapon the final words of our text are a caution to you if anyone thinks he is religious and does not bridle his tongue but deceives his heart this person's religion is worthless. Religion that is pure and undefiled before God the Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their affliction and to keep oneself unstained from the world. Simply put, our words matter, but actions speak louder than words. To speak little and to serve much will be far better than continually speaking one's mind. If we have the heart of Christ and are his emissaries, then his words should come out of our mouths more than anything else. For he is the word of life, and we are called to speak life. For it would be a mighty blow to the ones present here this day that our, to hear that our religion is worthless. Have concern for the least of these. Hear the cry of the poor and the powerless as we remember how God hears our cries and sent his son, his one and only son, to save. If you bow your heads with me and pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time. We thank you for the words 
that guide our hearts and help us to understand that you hear everything. You hear our cries. You hear when we need you the most. We thank you that you listen, that you keep our prayers with you forever and never forget. We thank you that you do not forget us, but instead um, wait upon us. Wait upon us to turn and to seek you once more. We praise you and we thank you for this time and this day. As we come now to uh, our time of communion, um, many of us have done this again and again, but it is a time of remembering what the Lord did, remembering the cost of his blood, remembering the brokenness of his body, that he stepped down from glory, sacrificed himself in the most horrific way possible, separated him from the love of the Father, that he might bring us into his love that he had since the eternity's beginning. Uh, we pray again, and as you come forward through the center aisles, you'll take a cup. It, on the top is juice, on the bottom is a cracker. And um, also we have our offering buckets up here in the front. As we remember, we also want to lay down and ask for forgiveness. If we, it says, um, I can't quote exactly, but that if we remember something against our brother, we were, in the Old Testament times, were to go and ask for forgiveness before uh, we came and took part in the sacrifice. In that we should still do that, that today, but instead we go to the one we've actually sinned against, which is Christ. Ask for his forgiveness. And, he has sa and it says that he is faithful and just to forgive. So I ask that you would ask for forgiveness and then come forward if you are one who has accepted Christ into your heart and call him Lord. Bow our heads with me as we pray. Father, we thank you for the blood. We thank you that we can take this into ourselves and, re and you remind us of the cost that we might praise you again for what you have first done that we might go forward that you did everything first. You called us, you saved us. We thank you for this time. We thank you for the communion that we have been cleansed by your blood and can step with you into glory as your sons and daughters. We praise you and we thank you in your son's holy name.